giving you access to the biggest hit makers. Hey, this is Jay Carmody, and I'm taking over with Joe Groff. very exciting for me because I don't usually get to be right at the start of someone's career. Like, I've been at some pretty early stages of people's careers, but never get to uh, talk to someone before really they've even begun. I am with local DJ and Gold Coast legend Jake Carmody. You would have seen him perform in bedroom and plenty of clubs right across the city. Now, first of all, I want to ask, how do you go from being just a club DJ and starting to make your own music, how does that work? I pretty much started, like, I've been DJing now for about six years. Yeah. So, like, building up a name in DJing, like, you're making mixtapes, mashups and stuff, just trying to connect with other DJs. Yep. It's a very, like, it, there's helping each other out. There's a big community in, in DJing, especially yep. with getting booked at other clubs. So I just started pretty much making mashups, mixtapes, and then I, like, worked my way around a... Um, Ableton, a music producing software. Yeah. Yeah, just started playing around, making songs. And there's, there's a long time between making something and then being able to make what you hear in your head. It's like they're two v- massively different things. And like getting to that stage, I feel now is I can make the songs that I hear in my head. DJing is, is definitely a skill, but then to go mm. from obviously just mixing up other people's songs and kind of starting to think, all right, maybe I can start doing this myself. Yeah, when yeah. did you, did you go into the game wanting to do that or did that come like, did that progress as you obviously got bigger and you I, know into DJing? More? I was definitely into music and yeah. making music way more than I was into DJing. I yeah. kind of like accidentally fell into DJing. Yeah, right. But like now DJing, playing in clubs, you kind of see how crowds react to certain songs. Yeah. It, it changes my perspective on music production a lot more because you see how certain um, structures of songs work better in clubs than other ones. And yep. you, you definitely keep that in mind when you're making music, which is like, it's like a, it's like a, Secret unlocked key <laughs> like, that no one else has. A little like, treasure box that yeah. no one else gets to muck around with. Because yeah. you play a lot of R and B in bedroom yeah. where you where you DJ at the moment, but obviously that doesn't restrict you to playing other music. But no, we're, um, we're very open format. Yeah, like, and because popular music changes so much now, it's not one genre that's really controlling, like commercial popular music. Like especially now, people can access music so easily yeah. with Spotify. Like it's people are listening to more songs than they probably ever have. So we try to like keep on top of playing the, you know, the best, the best, and the, the best, of the, the best, best, the best. And who do you, who have you been like grabbing your influences from? You know, we obviously we listened to a line I said to you before when I was listening to listening to it that, you know, I got a lot of flume in there. Yeah. You know, there was that as you said melodic kind of. You know, you can listen to it whilst you're at home, or you can listen yeah. to it in a club, or you know, at a live show. In like in music, the people that have definitely like inspired me to make music are like Kanye West, Mark yeah. Ronson, like yeah. all those kind of people. But yeah, obviously in Australia, like Flume's such a massive. Like, I think he's inspired, like, literally anyone that makes music now in Australia. Especially just, young people, man. You know, yeah. like, to see how old he was, you know, when he won his first couple of ARIA awards. And, yeah. You know, when he was brought out his first 21. album. Yeah. It's crazy. It was, which is just ridiculous. It's, um, yeah. It's also, at that same period, SoundCloud was getting really big. Like, people were, like, just being able to put music out straight away instead of waiting for labels and all that. It was like, you could make it and put it out in, like, yeah. an hour. And it, like just kind of made 
like opens your mind to music production. He was just one of those guys on the forefront of it, really. Because it's become so small now, the, the industry, in a way, because of things like SoundCloud and Spotify, you know, you, people can hear your music so quickly now compared yeah. to like 10 years ago where, yeah. you know, it, you have to go and bust in like record labels to get like CDs to them or something like that to try and get your yeah, music it's, out. It's kind of gone fully around to now the artist has way more control. Like yep. the artist is the one with the power at the moment because you can put music out wherever now. You don't need radio stations, especially with social media. You can create an online persona branding and everything yep. from an Instagram account now well because you said you know that you'd release music under a, under an alias teen, teen yeah. fiction and what was the decision for you to go nah stuff that I'm going to start releasing music under my own name just uh, I think it was the the songs were like so varied and different but they were really everything that I enjoyed about music yeah. it wasn't for a brand yep. and for a brand you have to stick to stick to certain things you got to make songs that fit with the branding the image has to be right and like that just didn't sit well with me creatively like I needed to have a lot more control and a lot more freedom yep. like going back to at bedroom I play a vast amount of music like really open format and that's kind of where I see myself going creatively with music production i want to be able to do a lot of stuff and be like chameleon change and yep have that freedom and i think that i can give myself that freedom under my own name rather than a than a brand than name. an alias or a branding because yeah. obviously as you said you lose a little bit of i guess con creative control almost when yeah. you have to go into that because what was what was the brand of teen fiction what kind of you know music would you have had to continue to make under it was that um what we were trying to do is tell stories with yeah, every right. song so yep. I really wanted the the start idea for it was to engage every single sense that you have. You have your like your sight, your sound, smell, yep. touch, and try and build a story around these songs so that you read something, you have an emotional connection to a story, but then the song might sound better and yep. you like trying to layer it differently with senses. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was a cool idea, which I'm going to use um with Jake Carmen. Uh, as under yourself, as yeah. your own name. So talk me through, um, do you write as well as obviously produce the tracks and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. You're doing the lyrics as well? Yeah, I produce everything with Alone. Yep. That was written by Savoy. Yep. Um, I Yeah, he sent like a, a vocal... Demo? Uh, yeah, sent yep. a demo and I produced the track around it. But yeah, I'm definitely, with some stuff coming out now, is um, definitely helping with writing. Yeah. It, it's like, it makes... The production and the writing just sounded like more cohesive. Yeah, really. Yeah. Because how did you team up with Savoy? Did he just uh, like send you a demo one day and say, "I'd love you"? you my did manager actually. Sent, yeah. My, yeah. Right. Yeah. My manager sent it to me and just went from there. It was a long process. It was like, I think the start of this song was about three years ago, <laughs> and it was a drum and bass song. Yeah. That just sounded weird, and I thought it was like the coolest thing ever <laughs> like, but now if it's you listen sick. to it yeah it's yeah. like it's structured really bad it has all these weird moments it was it was like watching a bad movie it's like had right. no ending and had no story it was like yeah it was just weird and once i got his vocal it worked really well with that track we yep. developed it um obviously he needed to re-sing it yeah so right. i had to and at that time like i'm still growing with my production like i'm still learning i'm nowhere near the level of working with someone like him yeah as of yet so yep. i was through those years learning new stuff developing right. like getting a lot better at my production and um it got to the point where he really liked the song and he um re-sang it and 
yeah, we've just waited for the right time and now's the right time. Now's the right time. And what's the biggest thing you've learned over those last three years, obviously getting this song ready, but also just obviously learning more about production and, and being and obviously trying to be a producer? And I think the biggest thing is being original, hey? Like, I will make a song, listen to something else and just try and find something that what is... What engage like when I played like I played you the song on yeah. your, on a phone. Yeah, it's so easy at one of those points to think, are you bored? Are you like, are you still enjoying this song? And yeah. I just think of that when I'm like making music. Like, what can I put in this song that like can catch someone's attention or to engage you as a listener more than normal? And that comes with originality. I think like when people hear something that they haven't heard before or something unique, they enjoy it well that's for me man listening to music it's one of two things it's either something will just pop up in a song that'll just make go yeah what what was that or it's a or you know for a more of a songwriter i guess you know they pop in a crazy lyric and i'm just like oh that's really really cool you know though songs need to have moments you know what i mean doesn't have to be through the whole song but it just needs to be at some point something just goes and you go, oh, I did not expect that. Yeah, or you replay come. the song, you go back and listen to it again. Yeah. And then it's like it hits that little earworm stage where you're like, I'm just going to listen to this song all day. So are you just producing most of the stuff at home at the moment? You're at a little home studio where you've yeah, been doing I, most of the I do of most of it at home. And then I'll go to, there's a few studios on the coast here. Um, Apex Studio. Yep. Apex Agency have a studio in Ashmore. So I'll go there. Especially like you, you can make stuff in your room like, to a level but there are times where, like you know if especially if you want to make a song that works on a club system it is pretty important to like play it on really good speakers yeah i mean you can make i've made stuff in my bedroom and played it at the club like the same night and it sounds sick how <laughs> 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 yeah, good's that just uh, oh yeah i'll just do a quick one minute middle match up yeah. here and just go chuck it into the club <laughs> um now how's the gold coast music scene you know have do you feel like, even in the Australian music scene, do you feel like it's hard here in Australia to get noticed? Or have you, you know, obviously you've been kind of doing this for quite a while. Mm. Um, you know, how do you how do you find it being, in, you know, obviously now and kind of getting yourself into the music th- game? Yeah, it's, I always dealt with um, like the typical Gold Coast stigma of people assumed that like I had a tan, a fake tan, <laughs> like... Like played like weird Calvin Harris mashups, and that was yeah. my whole musical style. Because oh, you're from the Gold Coast, yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot of guys that have kind of like pioneered, like Mikey Paces is from the Gold Coast, yep. and he's made a like a massive mark on Australian music, especially electronic, on the because he's from the Gold Coast. Yep. Like it, he's he's changing that stigma on the Gold Coast, but I think it's it's getting a lot better yeah right they're, they're, i wish we had a lot more live venues it's like it sucks to see places like night quarter go yeah. because you as an as a young artist you're looking for places to get discovered and at the moment i don't think that they're there they're there for electronic artists because yep. it's so easy to like, play clubs and like, yeah, get it's into so clubs easy to play, play clubs yep. yeah like it's easy for a venue to book a dj and just have a dj play but it's hard to to um have the confidence to book live bands now and i wish that hopefully they're that in the future there'll be a few more venues pop up doing live acts. Oh, you really hope so, man. Obviously, you've got places like Miami Marquetta at the moment. You know, realistically, yeah. realistically is the only... That, like, that place is so good, too. Yeah. 
If you've never seen someone at Miami Marquetta, just go and watch the next person playing there. It's so sick. Great venue. And, you know, as you said, it's sad to see like Nightcore to go. And not that I don't love going up to Brisbane and going to the like, places mm. like the River Stage. I saw River Sarah over the weekend. They were absolutely unreal. Um, you know, you got the entertainment center. But it'd be so nice to, if those guys are doing a show, they can come, you know, they can come down here on the Gold Coast and do a yeah. show. You know, it's only 45 minutes down the road. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed that. My it's, venue it, next to the star gets made. You yeah. know, that's what they're trying to push at the moment, like I an th- amphitheater, which would be awesome. I think the main thing is that, um, like, when you see events at Miami Marquetta, like, buy tickets and go. That's, yep. like, the biggest thing is, like, getting people from the Gold Coast to support. support it. Yeah, because if you get the support, the people are going to keep doing running the events, so... Yeah, and but, it's surprising for a place like this that has so much stuff going yeah. on all the time, like the Logies and everything coming here, that they we don't have yeah. live music venues here. Yeah, I know. It kind of like we have the convention center, but like it's not really. Wasn't like Fifty Cent in two thousand and twelve yeah. the last person that? Oh, I think so. But it's just I don't know. The convention center doesn't have that vibe of a live yeah. music venue. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just. I don't know if I would be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go to the convention center and watch an ash. Like, you know, like the River Stage in Brizzy is so cool because you're outside. And oh, it's that just is the best venue in Australia. It's one of the greatest. It's it is so really good. cool. Except for over the weekend when it actually pissed down rain and I just got soaked. It was, uh, that that wasn't that fun. Yeah, man. On, man, that would have been so sick. On Saturday, it was just so wet. I saw the Migos there and I got <laughs> soaked and it was like, it was so much more fun. It's a great vibe because everyone just doesn't care and mm. everyone's just like around. This one girl slipped and like spilled her drinks all over herself. That oh was... yeah, that's, that place is a bit of a slide. <laughs> so what's the plan for this year, man? Obviously, Alone uh, will drop on, fr- uh, will drop today, has dropped today. Yeah. Uh, and then what's the plan for the rest of the, what's the plan for the rest of the year? Um, what do you kind of see happening we've for got, the next We've got songs set up. Yeah. Um, and they're like, I'm so excited for these songs to be coming out. It's pretty much just putting out music. Yeah. Putting out music is just going to be the the main focus for this year, especially. Yep. And then I'll look at, um, hopefully if it gets well received, touring and doing that, but that'll be down the line. I yeah. just want to like, getting music out, getting a body of work out that's, that people enjoy is my main goal this year. You got to hustle, man. That's you really, it. That's it. It's all you got to do. You know what I mean? Like, and I speak to a lot of different musicians, and people forget just how long you're working at this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you how I just said, three years on this yeah. one song. Um, you know, I know that, that you know a lot of people I know that you know have worked six or seven years just to you know before they first yeah first song goes bang, and then yeah. once. But that's all you need. Once you've got one big good song as long as you can just back obviously keep backing it up you gotta keep backing it up backing that's, it that's up but key. you know you just once you get noticed like it's like all right sweet you can you can then get into into the game and and obviously you know start a long career well man i'm obviously i'm very excited for you um and Thanks, i buddy. cannot wait to see uh, how this song gets received i i think it's an absolute banger as i said to you like really melodic and um you know, I haven't heard anything from Flume in quite a while, so I don't know what he's doing. So you're <laughs> obviously breaking, but you're, you're breaking into his into his game at the moment. So I reckon that you might be filling a, filling a gap in are the market. You, are you going to make it your ringtone? Yeah, yeah? Oh, mate, 110. percent I will make it my ringtone. I'll Alarm and ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm no so, I'm so, I swear to God, I'll call you every day just to make sure that you've done it. Just, oh, as soon as now, this is the only reason you're ever going to call me. It's just so you can hear, so people can start hearing your song. Nice, 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 nice. Jake Carmody, thank you very much, brother. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me, man.